0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, the show where we take some confusing scientific topic and make it digestible enough for anyone to understand. In theory, it's science, in practice, it's comedy. Last week, we smashed our heads together to talk about the Large Hadron Collider and the new experiment it is pumping out. So, if that sounds interesting, go back and check that out after today's episode, of course. But today we'll be exploring the possibility, despite all of our scientific effort to understand the universe, that maybe it's just a simulation after all. You can follow us on Twitter at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram InformationEntropyPod, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this now really. And if you are listening to us on a directory, if you can throw us a rating, a like, a follow, whatever it is you can do, that helps us out absolutely massively. I'm Tom Jenks joined as per usual by mitchell gatting how are you my friend hi
1: i am in the uk and i'm very warm <laughs> 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 that's how i am i've actually uh, bought myself a new watch it's one of these smarter watches than your, your oh, regular yeah. analog watches what you running test on that or yeah so it's a bottle it for running so i could run whilst uh, listening to music without having my phone on me as it's getting annoying uh, and it actually has a um, a temperature recorder for oh. the last four hours. Right. So it, it goes back, uh, I think, like 12 hours, but it does it in four-hour increments. Today, uh, on, on the internal temperature of Mitchell, well, external, but on the skin, on the wrist, highs of 33, lows of 31. So nice. consistent. Yeah. Consistently warm i don't know it's consistently warm consistently hot oh
0: yeah so that's fair it's cooled down this week here weirdly yeah uh, good a wind. for you good for you i mean it's still like 28 29 but it's a lot cooler you know that's oddly the day my mum arrives to visit for a week goes really cold
1: <laughs> that's, that's that's that is unfortunate so uh, i'm
0: sure when she leaves uh, yeah it'll get hot again as it is predicted to do so so, so that's classic uh
1: in the uk over the, a lot of the actually say not the uk uh in in england over a lot of of england going from like the top of cornwall all up to the midlands from uh sunday uh, and next monday from when this is released there is an amber weather warning of extreme heat
0: yeah, we can get a few of those. That's fun. That's fun yeah. stuff.
1: So, like, Sunday, it's going to be 29 degrees. And then Monday, it has highs of 32, which... Ah, it's nothing. In a city with, like, 100% humidity, I can tell you, it sucks.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It
1: full sucks so bad. Um, to the point where I'm debating about going into an actual office just so I can sit in the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> like, that will get me into an office to do my job. Because that's fair. That's fair enough. Hot. Yeah.
0: I mean, if it's there, why not use it?
1: It's true. The, the coffee shop downstairs also has air conditioning as well, though. so I
0: may just go downstairs instead. That's fair. Can you connect to your Wi-Fi from the I coffee can. shop downstairs? I, I well, can. Well, <laughs> that's perfect then. You just go down there and sit on your Wi-Fi. Yeah,
1: it, it caused some issues during like um COVID times because people were going out, obviously, and going to the coffee shop and sitting down there, albeit with their masks on, social separating. Uh, and I would be sat upstairs, up here, just with my Bluetooth and the app going, and I'd be, I would be getting constant pings like, "You've come into con, you've come into close contact." Who's somebody that's now got covid i'm like i haven't Ah, they are below me (laughs) right yeah because it's it's not just like a horizontal plane where it connects it's obviously a sphere of two was it five meters two meters it was two meters something like that yeah Yeah, a sphere of two meters around the device and obviously if i'm sat at my desk the roof is just below well yeah just below two meters so it it would i'd be in that sphere
0: yeah Um, Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I've had my... We have a different app in Italy, but it's a similar function. Um, Never had a ping. Uh, I don't know whether that's just because people aren't using it, people aren't updating it, because you have to do it yourself.
1: Yeah, you also have to have uh, your Bluetooth on
0: all the time for the UK app. So I'm not sure... Yes, and ours. I always have it on. Uh, Actually, I never have my Bluetooth on (laughs) when I don't need it. Oh, that's fair. No, mine's just always on, ready to connect to my headset. Mm-hmm. anyway let's crack on with some news shall we, we this is yeah. probably gonna Biggest take news. up more than it should oh which um, is rightly so rightly whole- so we should have done the whole episode on this too. <laughs> so we'll, we'll
1: see how it goes so <laughs> to be honest we could just carry on um yeah just absolutely phenomenal news you want any, you break it to break it to us breaking news just in as of well we're recording this a bit earlier. Uh, yeah, Friday, a couple obviously. days early. A couple days early, uh, preemptively. And the currently the NASA conference is currently going on. It's currently going on now and it's going on tomorrow. So it's Tuesday, Wednesday, um, yeah. where they are unveiling everything James Webb.
0: Which is, have you seen the pictures yet? I have got them downloaded. <laughs> and yeah. I watched the original conference because right now they're doing like Q&A media sessions. Um, but I watched the original one that was a couple of hours ago, where I fast forwarded through the, to the explanation of each picture. Yeah, and it's just incredible. Yeah, just just so. some of the stuff they're they're playing. So obviously, we had the deep field one on Monday evening. Yeah, that and was the teaser. That th- that was the teaser, and I wanted just to point out to people if you haven't seen the comparison, because you've obviously probably seen it by now. If you're slightly interested in science, but if you haven't seen the comparison to the Hubble telescope picture of the the same region, it really shows you just how amazing the James Webb Space Telescope is Mm -hmm. because of how good the pictures were that we got from Hubble and how by comparison, it's not that it's bad, but, you know, there is a massive, massive difference. Yeah. Then there's and a lot so, of. Yeah. Um, so one of the interesting things is
1: if you compare it, a lot of the the redder galaxies or nebulas or artifacts that are on the photo aren't actually on the Hubble one because it couldn't see far enough back with enough yeah, accuracy. Couldn't pick them up. So I think the the furthest back of the the initial that that initial image, they broke down some like the older. Um, like identified some of the galaxies from the early universe, and the yeah. earliest one they picked out was thirteen point one billion years old, which is madness. Ago. So, in in like perspective, the universe, as scientists have determined, astronomers specifically, is thirteen point seven billion years old. So, in the timeline of the universe, this is like one of the first galaxies. Like Which right is madness, really. You gotta think.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely mental. Yeah.
1: Like I had to explain to someone how, how it works, how we like viewing into the into the past. Right. Uh and I was just like, if you imagine uh if you went really, really far away, because the way that have put it in perspective is if you went really like light years away from us and you pointed the telescope back. Um, you would essentially, and I mean like instantaneously. Like we're not counting speed. I'm counting like instantaneously. If you went to where these one of one of these galaxies were, pointed it back at us, and we had enough uh, detail, you'd be able to see the dinosaurs at a certain time if you looked. I'm trying to work out like how does that work? I and mean, it's, it's the way I explained it is if you imagine a photon, which is a, a particle of light, like bounces off the dinosaur say it's traveling very very slowly like 10 miles an hour and it's going away from Earth at 10 miles an hour if you have the ability to get in front of it say 20 miles an hour then looked back in when that finally catches up you would then see it this is how what what's essentially happening happening with these universes so yeah. in the timeline at the current state what we're looking at wouldn't be there. But we are seeing into the
0: past. That's also the distinction to get. So, yeah. It's not currently like that. Because light takes so long to travel, it essentially carries a piece of information with it. So when it arrives into your eye or to the telescope, it's carried the information of how it reflected and the color that that is 13 billion years until it reached the telescope. And so we're seeing it as it was. Yeah. 13 billion years, which it's absolutely crazy. When she started actually explaining a bit about what the photo is and these the white orbs in the middle are like really, really early galaxies that haven't really formed yet, mm-hmm. these clusters, and then they're bending the light of the galaxies yeah, behind them that's... through gravitational lensing, which is essentially where light, because it travels over such a long distance, you may not think it's affected by gravity, especially in our sphere of existence it's not but over such long distances and over such high gravitational forces it can be bent slightly and that's why if you look at some of the galaxies in that picture they look stretched out they look like someone's come and pulled them along
1: sort of top middle bit to the right there's a there's like obviously a um solar body and then there's a galaxy behind it that's kind of like warping around it. And I'm just like, yeah, because if you imagine that galaxy is actually behind that object that's emitting light, and but it's obviously of enough mass that it's bending the photons so
0: it seems wavy for us. Crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely madness. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at the the other ones now so the other
1: one you've got the um the mountains and valleys I think it's called what they've called it um cosmic cliffs yeah from the Carina nebula
0: yeah so uh, they did like different so that's this is their photon star birth they had different uh yeah so topics, there's let's say the so
1: it's the s Max 723 is one they um showed first, which is just, there's so much detail. It's, it's so crazy to, and then I know we've had this in science fiction and movies for a while, where it's like, oh, here's a galaxy. And over there, you can see the swells. If you look at the right of this photo, you can see like the arms coming off the center of the galaxy. It's absolutely awe-inspiring. Just the detail. Yeah,
0: it's absolutely incredible.
1: The, the then there's the Southern Ring Nebula, which is the sort of a dimmer star, which is at the centre of like the middle of this image, where there's like rings and gas and
0: dust, which are yeah. Built so this up. is the section on star death. So this is a star that has exploded. The Southern Ring Nebula. Yeah. Into. And it shot out lots of different waves. And they've got two pictures here. And if you look very closely to the left-hand side, just above the center, you see a galaxy that they didn't even know was there, or a galaxy, side on. Oh, I see. Yeah, it looks like a splinter. Yeah. And they were like, oh, wow, well, we just found another one. <laughs> but- <laughs> the amount of detail because they had bets yeah. on he, he was like Oh, this is just uh, an image artefact and someone's like no it's a galaxy so they took bets and then they actually looked into it and yeah. um, it turns out it was a galaxy but just I mean I thought the Hubble was amazing right and it is but these pictures have so much detail it's, just rush, it's rubbish. really incredible rubbish compared to this new stuff <laughs> yeah it's absolutely amazing it really my favourite one though for two diff well I got two different ones the wasp 96b it's not a picture i think that people were expecting it's just a spectrogram it's just a graph yeah and it's basically of a jupiter sized planet that's orbiting a star closer than mercury's orbiting our sun so it's huge absolutely huge but what they found in the analysis of the atmosphere was water yeah So it's not liquid water. Obviously, the planet, its year is three and a half days long. It orbits so quickly around its star. But there's water vapor in the atmosphere. So again, one of the first exoplanets that we've looked at through the Webb telescope and we found water there. Yeah, it's just crazy.
1: Like this whole year and like next year, there's just going to be streams of data and information.
0: Yeah, it's going to be absolutely insane um but my absolute favorite has to be stefan's quintet oh yes and if you've not heard of this which i hadn't before and i think that's one of the reasons why it absolutely blew my mind is there's a galaxy in the forefront and then behind it there are four other galaxies (coughs) sorry two of them are combining yeah right yeah the top one has a black, an active black hole in the center. Yeah. Between three of the galaxies, there's a new nebula where new stars are being born and you can see the trails of them being sucked into, like, the black hole in -hmm. the top star. And apparently, obviously, you can't see the black hole itself, but the light emitted from all of the debris heating up and being condensed into the black hole is four billion times brighter than our sun. Sounds about right. (laughs) <laughs> sounds about sounds about right. I'm, I'm doing most of this off the top of my head from just watching the thing, so some of those numbers are a bit off. But I'm pretty sure the four billion is absolutely correct. But yeah. the amount of stars you can just zoom in on these pictures and individually pick out inside the galaxies is absolutely astounding. And so yeah,
1: just a, absolutely a, incredible. I break down of that image if you go and find it. It's actually a mosaic. Of a thousand different separate f- image files, and yes. the original image actually contains I think it's 150 million pixels. That's how like large it is. It's
0: not bad, is it? It's all right, isn't it? And so you can you can tell that's the case because if you download the image or go to NASA.gov slash James Webb first images, yeah, you can click on the image and just zoom in, yeah. This, this, is
1: this is what I'm currently and doing.
0: Every <laughs> single point of light looks like a galaxy that you can zoom in, and you can suddenly it just comes into more detail, and it's absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, just
1: asking it with Grace, and she was just like, "It just un- unnerving as well. Not not to make your life feel pointless, but if there's so much out there, kind of like." minimalizes what we're doing on our day-to-day lives i guess
0: yeah 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 for sure and i think that is that line of thinking directly ties in with our topic today um it does because you know we say our universe is 13.7 billion years old but we can't comprehend that scale right nope even as we spoke about last week it's so easy to trick our senses into thinking there's something that's there or to ugh, so hard to think out of our own kind of perception of reality, right? And I think a simulation, us living in a simulation, provides people some kind of reason to be like, okay, that's fine. That makes things make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, some angry teenager in some distant galaxy who created our simulation just decided to make a certain orange turd president and see how that would, you know, affect the economy, you know? And that makes it easier to accept. Yeah. But also the thing that got me thinking about that is we're looking 13.1 billion years back, and it's one of the first pictures taken in the first five days of operation. Yeah, this is,
1: like, one of the things that I was... which which makes me so excited about it. This literally is the first five days. Even the the, the image they were using to set up...
0: The calibration images were were spectacular. Yeah, they were. Really amazing. But I'm thinking, like, we're seeing this one with a pretty fair amount of clarity considering how far back in time it is, 31 billion light years away. Mm -hmm. We only need to go another 0.6 billion light years, and we're at where we estimate the Big Bang to be. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to find just cosmic background radiation? You know, like, are... you know, what is before that? What caused that? Will we ever find out? And I think that's another reason people fall to simulation theories and things like that. Is like, was it just a big crunch and there was another big galaxy before that? But then you can always ask, what was before that? You know, uh, so yeah, it's really interesting. And I think images like this will spark that kind of debate again. Obviously, some people fall to religion and that's... Uh, what brings them comfort some people fall to stimulation some people just it doesn't really matter to them like and that's fine with them as well you know so very interesting
1: yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to think how far what would you would you go back if you could see how far would you see but you would essentially go like to so in uh galaxy terms there's something called the dark ages as well as yeah. you know, the societal dark ages where, you know, medieval-esque. Um, but just after the Big Bang, there was the dark ages where there was like not much going on. And then you had hydrogen uh ionization. So that's when the first galaxy started to form. And it would be whether we can, it has the capacity to look that far back.
0: Yeah. Oh, and if there's nothing there, actually radiating light, Perhaps. Yeah. Then uh, how far back can you realistically see? Like, how long did it take the first stars? The the first... Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining not thinking about it. Like, we imagine it as an explosion, right? And all of these galaxies coming into existence, but that's because we always speed it up in these. Big uh, Bang we... Theory, the intro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I'm imagining it's just. You know, if you watch uh, Brian Cox's "The Life of the Universe" or his most recent one, was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they did how they thought the first galaxies formed, and it was just dust before that, or so is the theory. So I can't imagine there would have been any light before that, because light would have meant fire or fusion or something, and that surely would have persisted without having the universe to go dark. Firstly, afterwards, and then recreate light again.
1: No, that's true. If you think about it, because it wouldn't be a light explosion; it'd just be a lot of particles and matter being shot out very quickly in all directions. Yeah, from, uh, from a single point. So you would it would just look back into darkness, really.
0: Well, I think that's why it's so easy to pick up. The cosmic microwave background radiation, right? You can pick that up, the microwaves from the the Big Bang, and that's what they think it is. You could piece it all back together and it comes back to a singular point, maybe. Yeah. But so I'm if like it were
1: light... That, that's like a symptom of a, an illness as such. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, sure. that's
0: proof that it exists, but it's not going to help you view it. No, but I'm thinking if most of that explosion were heat, and I'm sure it would be, or light, then we might be able to see some remnants of that unless all of the light, and this is going to be a bit of a weird weird theory, unless all of the light produced from the explosion is ahead of the expanding universe, right? Because it would come out first, faster than any other of the physical material. Oh, I can see see what you're saying. You see what I mean? So even if there was light created by the Big Bang, we'll never get past it to look back and see it because we are within the expansion and it is at the forefront of the expansion. Maybe we're just looking in the wrong direction. How about yeah, that? Yeah, just turn around. Come how, on, guys, just turn around. That? Have you tried also, turning it around?
1: I uh, found a website called io forward slash web compare forward slash. And what he's done is found oh, wow. the, <laughs> the old... Um, hubble telescope photos then got the new ones from the james webb and put a comparison slider so you can just see the difference in what we were what we had before compared to now Holy like it the 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 southern ring nebula like the 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 iris around the edge
0: just doesn't exist on the the james uh the hubble one no, I remember seeing that. I didn't even recognize it was the same thing. I swear I've seen that picture before I was like, oh, that's beautiful. But it just adds a completely new dimension. Yeah. Like, if you look at the Hubble one, the the bright star down the bottom right isn't even there. And yeah. Maybe the, the scope of the picture wasn't that big, but still. Yeah, so I tried to do this on my own, uh, which is <laughs> on our on our Instagram. So you can check it out. But uh, we'll link to this as well, because that is absolutely incredible. Yeah.
1: Like, the Carina Nebula. Beautiful. Is just stunning. I think that's my favourite out of, out, out of all of them.
0: I think for me it's the quintet. I think it's just... Even though it was beautiful in the original one, it's just the depth the that the new instruments provide in terms of infrared yeah. And the, the colours are just fantastic. But yeah, the Carina Nebula is, that's, that's a top wallpaper for university students, that is. <laughs>
1: it is indeed. <laughs> What's something interesting that you can go through and do is if you pick one of the galaxies and then like put the slider across it to see if it's, it was too far away for Hubble not to pick up. Ah, yeah. And there's a few that I can see that are too far back, especially the top right there's like three bright red galaxies and normally they're the red ones. Yes. Uh, due to wavelength, it which, yeah, that sort of indicates how old things are. I'm trying to explain Doppler shifts and frequencies to someone <laughs>
0: yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: <laughs> if it's red, it means it's further away because the wavelengths are longer and longer wavelengths. Means moving it's, further away. Yeah, moving further yeah. away. And if it's closer, it's bluey. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that, I think we kind of forget about, right, and it's very easy to forget about, especially when you're looking at uh, the Carina Nebula, for example, it's so colourful, is that all the pictures they take are black and white. Now, don't go, don't go blow my mind, mate. (sighs) Oh, did you not know this? Okay, so, quick whistle-stop tour of how these space pictures are made. (laughs) Right. What they do is they take, they choose a wavelength of infrared to take a picture of, right? And then they take multiple pictures of the same space using different wavelengths because it will capture different gases, it will capture different artifacts, right? Oh. And then they layer them all on top of each other. And if they've got the wavelength, they've got the color. And then what they do is with the shortest wavelengths, they color them in blue. Yeah. And then they work their way down to the longest wavelengths and they colour them in red. Yeah. But then there's still some kind of you know, and they do all of you said there was hundred million pixels in the picture, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh they 150. Go through,
0: yeah. Sorry, 150 million pixels. They go through pixel by pixel and make sure it's perfect. Right. Which is insane in itself. But what the one of They've the got an AI that does that. I, saying, it, I refuse to believe. <laughs> What, they have the, yeah it starts ai because it's done in basically it looks like photoshop but you've got different layers and you just add colors on yeah um but what they're saying is a mix between art and science because whilst you're being truthfully scientific with your assigning a color to each um wavelength with each frequency of infrared but at the same time you need to make sure it kind of tells a story or you're actually showing how beautiful uh space is Because a lot of the times using the AI, you will get artifacts that aren't really there or don't make it look as easy as it would be to see otherwise. So like some of the features. So it is like a weird balance between like 90% science, 10% art and making sure you're picking the right colors. Because one person picks the colors for the wavelength. It's not just pre-assigned. So what you see is blue in one color. You may see this in one picture. You may see the same blue in another picture, but it's a completely different wavelength. When someone edits a picture, they're kind of choosing the palette that they go into it with.
1: Nah, I, I, I knowing NASA, I think they, like most organisations, they all have guidance for this. I, I no, don't. No, they
0: do. But no, this is literally on the NASA live thing twenty minutes ago.
1: I, do, I don't believe that the the current cur- cur- currency but she
0: and
1: said consistency. It. I, I, I. She may have said it. Doesn't mean I have to believe it. Because they they would have such wildly different things if you if there wasn't consistency or a goal in mind. As you said, there is a goal in mind.
0: There it. is a goal in mind, but it also but, depends. Um, um, like you will, it, people do choose different color palettes. For example, their ranges of reds to their ranges of blues.
1: Yeah. Okay. But you're not going to have, say. If you had a range that went from high to low, you wouldn't just swap the red for the blue. Like you wouldn't be like, okay, we've got a longer wavelength, we're going to make that blue, because no, we're not going to
0: completely swap it because that that wouldn't that wouldn't work. That's what I mean. Maybe... So I'm saying that
1: there is there's bounds. They're not just going and being like oh, artist's sure. impression. They, they'll they'll have an internal document. They'll be determining like. But well, as right, I said, yeah, they, the, bounds, the
0: shortest wavelengths are blue, and then it goes longer to longer to red. But I'm I'm pretty sure they have some allowance in being able to change some things.
1: Oh yeah, um, no, no, I, I. And then that's I'd, all I like, mean. With yeah. like hues, and what reds they use, I I would agree that they've got some they've got allowances yeah. there. But like there'll be a
0: document that says if it's a short wavelength, <laughs> use a blue. If it's a longer, no, yes, use a well, red. One hundred percent, yeah. But um, I'll link to that thing as well, because I found it really hard to find the actual them going through and explaining the different pictures for 40 minutes rather than the actual media press conference. Yeah, if you go onto um, YouTube,
1: it's right at the end. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you have to go for, I think it's like four hours in because they have their yeah. live stream going like nearly all day. And then I they looked just at it, right, it.
0: their NASA live stream. And I went back and it said I was rewinding 33,000 hours. I was like, ah.
1: Yeah, it's the, it's the party that don't stop. It's just always on.
0: It's like the lo fi. Yes. <laughs> we said we, because we, we were waiting for it to happen yesterday, and it like they were playing this summer chill beat. And I was like, move over lo fi <laughs> you- chill beats to study and relax to. Here comes Master. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just the one song on oh, repeat. Yeah, what an absolute banger. Absolute banger. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um,. So, if you hadn't guessed, we like space, <laughs> go check out the James Webb Space Telescope stuff. If you've got more questions on that, uh, I think we'll happily do another episode on it. Um, definitely. So, let us know at info entropy Pod on Twitter or at Information entropy Pod on Instagram. But why don't we, half an hour into the show, yeah. kick on with our actual topic of simulation theory yeah i know you had a bit of a a preface to this so why don't you yeah
1: so having done lots of research on this and articles and all that sort of jazz there's very little actual scientific research out there so if you are intrigued by us talking about this and you go searching yourself a word of warning because there's a lot of articles a lot from scientific america that are just like uh, the, the universe is a simulation made as a statement and then there is just so much like posturing by the i'm not going to name him the author but it's like a good three pages long of like j- philosophical back and forth no actual scientific stuff done whatsoever a lot of being like sum it up it's like the final paragraph i've got the snippet here is nobody knows most likely nobody ever will yeah okay great they, they there's no there's no references there's no nothing so avoid articles find the actual things that they're referencing like the philosophical or the scientifical back and forth counter so there's like quotes from philosophers and then counter quotes from scientists saying like well that's a load of rubbish because you haven't actually said any scientific you've just said like apples or bananas and a philosopher said it so it must be true kind of yeah. points so that's my warning if you're going out and searching for yourself just yeah just take a grain of salt with everything you find there's a few good papers written um but a lot of it is just philosophical like if i experience therefore
0: i am kind of stuff going on yeah which makes sense uh, in, a, in a way I mean it's very hard to prove beyond any shadow of a doubt yeah we're in a simulation but it's quite especially I think it's quite a novel theory right To come along with technology yeah it's only been able to kind of be uh, presented in the the recent past and it's something I guess with our age of sci-fi and pop culture it really strikes people I think
1: yeah so i was just, oh, sorry i i was <laughs> yeah i was skim reading this the article i took out like three paragraphs from the from the article that i picked up that what there's a few that bugged me but this one bugs me the most and okay. one of the lines is this it seems to me is what physicists and simulation skeptical sorts are missing not a belief in simulation per se but the irresistible possibility of it the magical conspiracy i'm like okay so you've essentially said brilliant there's you know, you've contributed nothing to this discussion apart from yeah but conspiracy theories though it, it sounds cool
0: like <laughs> i th- i think that is the allure to it that's why so many musk fanboys are like yeah we're in a simulation yeah, yeah. it's just a very fascinating thing that is unprovable and that is one of the problems with Theories like this is it's not falsifiable. There is no way you can prove them wrong. It's like people who believe last Thursdayism. I'm going to need to you need to reference me that. What is last Thursdayism? So last Thursdayism is a group of people who believe that everything in the universe, in the world, including our memories and everything, was created last Thursday fair but fair. you can't prove them wrong no but it's, it's not it's on your okay not guess, likely true if we go to you like legal legal
1: like bounds here it is not for us to determine that they are wrong it's for us for them to prove that they are right
0: no no for sure but it's just <laughs> that, that that's like not my point my point is yeah. like just to prove something that it, or just to show something that is not falsifiable and that's the kind of thing we're stuck in here and that's why a lot of people don't believe we're in a simulation is because we haven't proved that we are yeah so yeah very interesting
1: um any yeah. facts uh I, no facts because it's a bit of a strange one but i, I picked yes. out some like so <laughs> another thing that i picked out a few um some like bits of why we might be living in a simulation, but one of the I picked one from a an article that was just like fifteen irrefutable. Now the word irrefutable, fifteen there irrefutable reasons for why we might be living in a simulation. So it's like you've got irrefutable might in the same sentence, and I was just like, yes, okay, cool. This is going to be part of <laughs> absolute trash, and a lot of it. I'd say fourteen <laughs> of the irrefutable reasons were absolutely rubbish
0: absolutely refutable uh,
1: yeah so re- irrefutable that we put a mite in the same sentence so we can't be sued
0: yes okay <laughs> I, i've got some of these proofs that we're in a simulation as well so okay so my first through. one is uh
1: people thinking that it might be living in simulation is caused by and a symptom of something that shows it is the mandela effect We've been talking about the Mandela Effect before. Um, We have, not on this specific
0: podcast.
1: Yeah, it coined the Mandela Effect because people believed that Mandela, free, 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 uh, Mandela, he died in like 1980s or something. He died in the 1980s. But he actually died in like 2003. And people swear down that he died in the 80s, but he didn't.
0: Yeah, it's like the collective incorrect remembering of past events. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. it? it's weird.
1: Uh, like Looney Tunes, uh, that gets people because that gets people in the nostalgia. What What do you mean? So, what's what's the correct Looney Tunes or Looney Tunes? Tunes. So, it was actually as in like. T-U-N-E-S or T-O-O-N-S. Yes. Yeah, no. it was it was Looney Tunes, as in melody, is the correct one.
0: Yeah. Which makes no sense.
1: <laughs> I understand,
0: reason. but I'm thinking when it was created, oh, Tunes are short for cartoons, right? Were they even called cartoons back then? Yeah, they were called cartoons. Oh, okay. But then it would make sense for it to be that.
1: Yeah. words either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Jif, not Jiffy. So this is, this is, this is Americanization. American science. Oh, is that days. the peanut butter? Yeah, Jif,
0: the peanut butter. So yeah. people, people the, the,
1: thought that back in the day it was called Jiffy, but yeah, yeah. it's not. It was, it has <laughs> been and always will be Jif. Not like a Gif,
0: like a Jif. <laughs> back in a Jif. Um, the one that I think comes up a lot is the, the Bernstein bears. This is another American one that I don't think will. Uh, yeah, Bernstein so Bernstein, Bernstein
1: or Bernstein. That's it. Yeah. So the Bernstein bears
0: existed, but the Bernstein bears didn't. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, but I saw a picture the other day on Imager where someone found like marketing for both of them. Now, of course, it could just be Photoshop. <sighs> Yeah, face. You never know. Um, would people do that? Yeah, they would. Would people? Re- yeah, of course yeah. they would. Nobody um, knows
1: you're a dog on the internet. The one that gets me is Febreze. What do you mean? So, how do you spell Febreze? F E B
0: R E E Z E.
1: No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> That's not how you spell it. It's F E B R E Z E. There's no double E, even though it makes sense because of a breeze. So it it was Febreze, as in like breezy,
0: but no, there's there's yeah, no, yeah, I can no, it's so clear on my head. The amount of Febreze I packed at Tesco. Yeah, sorry, mate. Wow. So this is this is a good one, uh, Pikachu,
1: the Pokemon. Its its tail. What was the colour
0: of the tail? (laughs) Yellow with a brown bit on the end.
1: No. Actually, you've you've got it in between of both, like, the correct and non-correct. So people think there's a black pit at the end, just like Pikachu's ears. They've got black tips. Right. But it didn't. And the brown bit was actually at the base of the tail. Ah. Um, And also, a little tidbit for you. If it's a spiky tail, that means it's a male Pikachu. (laughs) And if it's got a rounded, so like uh, the top of a heart, it means it's a female Pikachu. Tip
0: it, a little Pokemon knowledge for you there. Oh, it's weird now because I'm, I've am Googled Pikachu's tail. There's lots of pictures with Pikachu with and without a black tail. Yeah. That's very confusing. I don't know which one's correct. Yeah, so also when you say spiky.
1: Yeah. So you see that it goes to like a point. It's like a, It's like rectangular at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that means it's male. The uh, female one's got like a rounded one. If you play Pokemon let's go Pikachu, if you choose to have like a female. Oh. It has a rounded rounded tail. Uh some oh, other ones. Go. Kit Kat, hyphenated, not hyphenated. There's uh there's no hyphen on a Kit Kat. Oh. Uh, Where do all these come from? c3po having a
0: silver leg yes he did (laughs) yeah didn't he in the original ones
1: yeah yeah no that's the thing he did have a silver leg we feel like no he was all gold it's like no he had a silver leg yeah um yeah play it again sam
0: play it again (laughs) sam is that like a weird version of simon says
1: oh no okay so play it again (laughs) sam is apparently from the 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 movie uh Casablanca if you've never seen it great movie Um, it's where the line here's looking at you kid comes from Uh, but uh, Ingrid Bergman's character actually says play it once Sam for old time's sake I'm pretty sure he says play it again Sam (laughs) it's one of those things let me me have a look at a video because
0: all right, live investigation of the Mandela affair. This is where yeah. our show is slowly <laughs> going to transition into the inve- live investigation of simulation yeah. theory. So, <laughs> and we'll preface every single show with incomprehensible proof that maybe we're in a simulation.
1: Uh, other other famous lines that people always get wrong. Uh, Luke, I am your father. This is the one I, I know people get wrong. Is the line is no, I am your father yes because he says you killed my father and it would make no sense for him to say luke i have your father now he can in a normal conversation like you'd be having he says no to say no i didn't kill your father i am your father yeah um we're gonna need a bigger boat from jaws yeah he doesn't say that he says you're gonna need a bigger boat
0: oh huh wonder of this happens though because like a couple of people misremember they misremember the exact line but kind of the the main thing and that's how it gets passed around Do you know what's really weird I never I I this this one okay Chartreuse
1: the colour Chartreuse I've got this wrong and I'm so glad Chartreuse that the Mandela effect has been is the answer to why I got it wrong I thought Chartreuse was like a really really
0: bright pink right but it's not. It's a shade of green. It's like high vis <laughs> ambulance yellow. Uh,
1: ish green. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's, like yeah. A, it's a green. So 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 crazy. So crazy. That's odd. Okay. Uh, this one that we we would never get incorrect on. Run, you fools. Gandalf does not say run.
0: He clearly says fly. Yeah. So I don't get how people can get that wrong but I understand people have lives. So, uh,
1: this one, we <laughs> i proved before, uh, Freddie Mercury, uh, at the end of We Are The Champions, the song, the, the studio version, he never says of the world at the end, but because that's not the most popular version, the Live Aid version, he sang Of The World at the end of that, which is what people know more. Oh, yes. So my argument is Of The World is the correct version, just not the album version.
0: (laughs) It's not that it's incorrect. It's just that there are two versions. Both are pretty popular. Mm. Okay, one isn't what they originally intended to be the most popular one, but when you go and do a concert like that, who can blame people?
1: Yeah. Uh, Controversial, The Tank Man from the... Tiananmen Square protests yeah Uh, he was never run over and killed okay there's like people think that he like died but there's like videos of him being like fine and getting out of the way Uh, okay yeah so
0: actually it just never happened ask China (laughs) that's that's not Tom (laughs) let's not do that (laughs) (laughs) I like waking up (laughs) (laughs) well that's our that's us on the no-fly list uh i think Um, already on the no-fly list fair fair. so right one of the things i looked at as a proof okay um was electrons and this is a bit of a stretch it it definitely is and i think it comes down to our lack of understanding of electrons yeah um but It's because they come down to behaving like waves and particles. Yes. But they only behave like particles when we look at them. So people think that this is the simulation conserving processing power to only show like uh, behave like particles, which is probably more complex than a wave, when we are recording them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I think that just comes down to how we record them in actuality but uh we we actually don't know yet so th- that is something that some people uh claim to but yes 47 minutes into the show why did i think this is this is definitely gonna be a two-parter uh, apologies for all these two-parters everyone <laughs> but three-parters even um we will get on top of it one day so before we round out the show, why don't why don't we crack onto what a simulation theory is, and then next week, hot out of the gate, we can we can go down the road uh, and explore it a bit more. Yeah. So what have you got? Okay, so the simulation
1: theory, or simulation hypothesis, as it is called, is the proposal that all of reality, including Earth and the rest of the The beautiful, now that we can see it, universe uh, could in fact be an artificial simulation such as a a computer simulation. Um, Some different variations and versions run on the development of a simulated reality or a proposed technology that would be able to convince its inhabitants that a simulation was real, like the Matrix with their simulation pods. Um, But yeah... Yeah, it's kind of, kind pretty of, pretty it it's, it's a hypothesis, not. A th- so this is where it's like, it's not a theory. The use of theory in the title is not okay with me. It's a hypothesis. Yeah. So, uh, and it was popularized by a bloke named Nick Bostrom, uh, who suggested that the such a hypothesis is compatible with all our perceptual experiences. It's thought to have significant epistemological consequences.
0: Yeah, and it's weird to think that like one paper, one book that he wrote, uh, "Are you living in a computer simulation?" How much influence that has had? I don't know on people's lie. Uh, but I mean, the the hypothesis still is still here, and you're you're very correct in making that differentiation between theory and hypothesis, because uh, most people think they're interchangeable, but in science they're not. Yeah. No. Like so, a a theory, theory of, is like approved. Yeah, like relativity.
1: The theory of relativity is like yeah, proved beyond a measurable doubt that it exists. Hypothesis it's like is, the theory of
0: evolution. Yeah. Again. Um, um. So you have like the highest thing you have is like a law, and that is something that you, you absolutely, unrefutably, <laughs> to steal that word, know to be true. Like the law of thermodynamics. We know energy transfers down into a lower uh, energy state. At a certain where, level, given. though, isn't it? I think we've... Yeah, we've okay, there are bounds that, yeah, and, and things bounds like that that I don't, I don't know. Like Mac but Mac laws are like, we know that is the case. That's a law. Um, then you come down to theory, which is we are 99% sure it's correct. But, for example, we know the theory of uh, Einstein's theories of gravitational... What, what did you just call it? Sorry. What do you mean? Is anything hey, Einstein's theory of re- relativity. That's, that's it. it. Not gravity. Does not match up with the theory of like the quantum theory, right? Yeah. Yeah. We know they're both pretty much right on their own, but yet we know there's something missing. So those are theories. Maybe one day there'll be a law, but for the minute they're too complicated. Yeah. And then before you have a theory, you have a hypothesis and that's like, you're like, maybe this is the case, but we have no evidence. For that. Yeah. As I say. Whereas. Uh, no, face no case. Exactly. Whereas in uh, everyday language, in English at least, they are interchangeable. Yeah. But that's not really the case. No, it's not the case. So, for those that don't know, by the yeah. way, I use the word uh, estymology. That is a
1: branch of philosophy concerning, uh, concerned with knowledge. Estymologists study nature, origin, s- the scope of knowledge itself, uh, huh. epistemology. P- oh, i hate the word epistemic justification rationality of belief and various related issues okay that's what uh sounds am. like they have a laugh uh it sounds like they sit in dark rooms smoking and <laughs> drinking a lot and having lots of crises uh, of thought
0: um I just do that in daylight yeah so, yeah
1: same you know in the heat it happens yeah <laughs>
0: um so yeah as you correctly said Nick bostrom wrote this paper or the book are you living in a computer simulation and basically what he did was he argued that we have three likely futures right the first is that the human species is very likely to go extinct before reaching a post-human stage i.e before we evolve onto something else um and by the track record in the past 10 years that may be true the second future is that any post-human civilization is extremely likely to run a significant number of simulations about their evolutionary history right mm-hmm. so even like we do now uh, well there was a game show about this where they would reenact battles from the past oh uh, yes They simulate them Ah. Uh-huh. What was that
1: called? Um, that was a great. Richard Hammond did
0: like the remake. Yeah, it was, but like, before that, used, it was like a proper nineties um, thing. Total War, the game yes. to do it,
1: which I always thought was really
0: funny. Um, anyway, I can't remember. That's Time Commanders or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, it's like okay, we're interested in our past, and we've got the computing power to simulate fairly accurately what might have happened in the past so why not just do it? And then eventually those are going to get more powerful more powerful as technology advances and the simulations will get more accurate. Thus that leads to the third scenario which is because so many um if civilizations or so many simulations are being run at the multiple time, you're right, if you imagine there's one real timeline and a hundred million simulations going on at any given time yeah the chances are just by pure chance alone is that you are in a simulation not in the real one
1: yeah uh, so he, he to, comes to, at it
0: to to get, from a purely
1: to get that though, you have to make a lot of agreements with your own minds and agreements with yeah, like simulations i was gonna exist. Say- like, if you agree with one, then you agree with two, then you agree with three, then you get to four. It's just like, yeah, but to agree with one, two, and three, you first have to make
0: lots of gymnastic hurdles with your own mind. For sure. For sure. But it's basically saying, right, if we make it, you know, past our current evolutionary like hurdles, which is, you know, politics and whatever, global warming. Our bodies. We're probably going to run our own bodies. We're probably going to run simulations <laughs> of our history. So because we probably have the computing power to do many of them, the likelihood is that rather than being in the one real one, we're probably in one of the hundreds of millions of simulations. But the problem is with that is that it doesn't... That just looks at it as if every single one had an equal chance. We don't know if us being born in a simulation is an equal chance to being born in the real world, and we wouldn't know how to calculate that either, right? That's just looking at it at face value... There are a hundred worlds here, so it's one in a hundred for each world. But what if the yeah. chance of being it's- born in the real world <laughs> ha- was a hundred times greater than being born in a simulation? In which case, it's an even chance.
1: Yeah, and there's there's an ultimate argument here of like, why does it matter? Like, oh yeah. For so sure. yeah, what's well, yeah, well, What's the end game? We realize we're in a simulation. Then what? They, the people that are running the simulation, realize that we know we're in a simulation, and then just turn us off, or. We yep. learn how to like the code under running simulation, so we can start like hacking our own reality into whatever we want. Or it brings us some enlightenment, so we now know that nothing is, is, really exists and everything is futile. Like I, it's it's one of those arguments. It's like it's an interesting hypothesis, but ultimately, it's a thought experiment, isn't it? Just doesn't get us anywhere
0: yeah for sure Um, i think for a lot of people especially when you present this to say my parents generation that kind of thing is their experience of video game simulations right their perception of them compared to ours Mm. right especially when i was 15 16 you told me you believe in a simulation i'd think of i guess gta or some kind of video game i'd be like oh that's so cool yeah yeah but if you told my parents they'd be like ah that's awful. Like, I don't want my life to be reduced to that. It yeah. would set panic in for some people. <laughs> Freedom of absolute... choice do not already exist. Societal yeah. breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, that hasn't happened. Even with the hypothesis coming across, n- I guess most of the world by this point. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I think you, you're absolutely correct. It is more of a a thought experiment. Yeah, but a thought experiment that a lot of people have devoted their lives to.
1: Yeah so for me De- Destiny is I think the first time I came across like simulation oh, yes. this is something I've, <laughs> I harp on about a lot to people when if this ever comes up um, and that's in Destiny the video game made by Bungie there's a like an infinitely hive mind an infinitely intelligent hive mind called the Vex and they essentially have the ability to create universes and run simulations of like unparalleled to try and win any war they get into uh, and they're accidentally brought into the main timeline universe by another bad guy who can create holes in universes um but essentially what they the humans in this world universe do is use the vex simulation technology to simulate themselves uh and it's like uh it's turtles all the way down kind of situation they essentially right. see themselves simulate themselves, simulate themselves, and then realise that they've actually, they've not been using the VEX technology. The VEX have caught them, and they are running simulations on them in their multiple parallel universes. Um, yeah, and it's this crazy, wow. like, thing. So what they what they eventually do is uh, there's, like, I think 227 down, managed to get themselves out of the simulation and into, <clears throat> excuse me, the VEX network to then try and find out how the, how it works and become like, like information brokers within the VEX uh, network. Very, very uh, interesting. Good, good storybooks written from that universe. But
0: yeah. So destiny is always one of those things that I'd like to have gotten into when it came out, but isn't it like a MMORPG? You can't, I couldn't play through the story now.
1: Um, yeah, because Bungie are bad game developers and decided to make a bunch of really stupid decisions. So they yeah. they they call it sunsetting, which is like what you call it in development terms. Like if you have a server that you're slowly turning off and you're moving people to a better new server, you it's in sunset mode. Uh, they decided they were going to do that with content from the game, and it'd be like if you were reading a book uh, and you were like, "Oh, this book is really good." I'm going to tell my mate to read this book but when he goes to open the book uh, chapters 1, 2 and 3 don't exist because the author has decided to sunset them so they have to try and pick up from chapter 4 and have no idea what the fuck's going on <laughs> it's so huh. stupid it's such a stupid decision and their yeah. idea behind it is just like oh yeah we're just saving on like resources and stuff it's like yeah I'm sure just like a few, yeah, a few campaigns and stuff
0: struggling for resources absolutely
1: yeah
0: Bastards,
1: yeah, which just a shame, really, because like first Destiny and the early things with Destiny 2 is actually really, really good.
0: I remember playing the beta, uh, kept, yeah,
1: because I got two keys, yeah,
0: was it? Or yeah, because we, get... we got
1: KFC, yes,
0: yes, we went to get a KFC, <laughs> it wasn't the Splinter Cell night, no, it and we <laughs> played it for a good 12 hours or the hot, no, it was two days, wasn't it? Yeah, it was two days, bloody hell, that was sweaty, oh, back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. Um, maybe you could Fun spend times. two
1: days playing video games.
0: Yeah, who has time for that now? I
1: remember a friend of mine, his parents went on holiday for two weeks. So he spent, I took a week off work and I took my Xbox <laughs> TV and took everything to his house. And we had a LAN party. Actually had a LAN party wow. playing Call of Duty. I think it was Modern Warfare 2. No, it was Modern Warfare 2. It was one of the later than that. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it was like Black Ops maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So fun stuff. Yeah, I got wow. accused land of cheating pies. which is quite funny. At a land party. Oh. Yeah, the the, wow. the guy you uh, got guy gamer chat. My on. mates, girlfriends. Then boyfriend came around and he was really egotistical and being like, Oh, I'm really amazing. And back then, Tom and I and our group of friends were very much into our gaming, we were very good. <laughs> uh and I just actually wiped the floor with him and he accused me of cheating because I had a, a scuff controller. Oh, the
0: classic. The
1: classic. Yeah. So I had the, the paddles Classic. Back. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Play to in cheater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate people who did that. So, well, you know, I'm sure you could have given the controller and you still would have
1: won. Oh, yeah, fully, 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were sweaty in that game. Anyway, <laughs> right, we're well, over the hour. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot more to speak about in terms of simulation Same. theory, about whether it could actually be simulated, um, some assumptions that would Ooh. have to be met if a okay. simulation were true. Well, I've
1: got some stuff on the anthropic principle just to, to ah. breadcrumb
0: that into the next Yeah, okay, session. we have laid our breadcrumb trail out, so please follow us <laughs> to the next episode. But uh, before you do that, don't forget to share this with your friends, families, co-workers, uh, simulation friends.
1: Simulation Every friends.
0: counts. <laughs> if you can send this across simulations, then that would be even better. So if you're running the net, let us know. Yeah. If you want more information, fun, science, follow us at Twitter, at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, InformationEntropyPod, Spotify, iTunes, it's Apple now, isn't it? Google, Amazon, wherever you are, throw us a follow, throw us a like, rating, if you have the ability to do so. Um, so, yeah. what, 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 Anything else to shout out for you there, mate?
1: No. No, not at so, I was going to say the whole multi-universe theory could actually line up with like the simulation theory where there isn't actually just yes. multi-universes there's just different simulations
0: along the way which would be very interesting and uh, i started watching dr Strange's multiverse of madness yes fell asleep yes. woke up it's an hour dull. later very confusing <laughs> um so yeah that's the film you have to the, be awake for it's not the
1: best marvel movie i may get some flack with this but i found out that it was kind of dull and nothing happens.
0: Okay, I was really looking forward to because wandavision was so good. Yeah, so and I really like Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, um what was I was gonna say, oh, the so, yeah, the, the I mean, directors I'm
0: really half an hour in, but
1: the uh, director said yeah. that wanda in the movie, the way that she is, was actually like a super late thought, and I was like, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the stuff just From doesn't. What I've add seen
0: her already. I'm a bit like, ah, oh, well, that sucks. No. But uh, maybe this is some kind of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey effect stuff. Maybe. Maybe not. Hopefully. Hopefully, indeed. All right, then. Uh, we have been the Information Entropy Podcast. Hopefully, we helped decrease some kind of introp- <laughs> entropy <laughs> of information in your lives. Uh, if about the simulation theory or the James Webb Space Telescope. But we had to speak about it. It was too important not to. So, Yeah. I guess we shall catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.